This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined in studio with Jim Savastio. Jim, thanks for being here. You're welcome, Brian. Glad to be here. So we're going to dive right into topic. And the topic today is, is important because every single church, it's safe to say, Jim, uh, is, has to try to care for uh, certain kinds of folks in the church. And what we want to talk about today is how to care for those that the New Testament characterizes as the weaker brethren. Now, before I go any further, I want to be really clear about something. If you're a pastor listening to this and you think there's some who are weak and some that are not, and you're one of those people that are, is not weak, then uh, you are approaching this already in the wrong way. We're all weak. We all need Jesus. We, we all have needs and people in the need for people to care for us. So I want to start from the beginning that lest we think we are not weak and there's others who are just weak, uh, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, we want to acknowledge that we're all weak and needy. However, the New Testament does give a category for what is called the weaker brethren uh, and that there is special care that need to be given to that particular group in the church. And so, Jim, would you let us give us a biblical framework for it, and then we'll try to define who these people are in your church. Yeah, well, maybe I need to... Maybe I'm going to go a little bit backwards with what you said, because I, I think when you hear weaker brother, stronger brother, a lot of times we think about issues of Christian liberty. And so is that which what is we're talking of, about? Which, which is, is part of which it. Which is part of it. Yeah. And, and so there are some people who have scruples. Their their conscience is not fully formed. They lack biblical understanding of certain things. Even in that case, even when their hearts are good, you know, he who eats, eats is under the Lord. He who drinks, does so is under the Lord. Right. He who doesn't drink, doesn't drink is under the Lord. And so both of them in that case are striving to do what's right. Both of them probably view the other as the weaker brother. So you take, you know, for instance, the issue of alcohol, the one who doesn't drink thinks, so he's the stronger, the one who does, well, I need to bear with them, uh, who's weak and who actually occasionally imbibes, and the one who does imbibe and can enjoy his uh, ale looks down on the brother, the fundamentalist brother, et cetera, et cetera. And yet, but, and yet, even if you're about Romans 14, Paul still calls one of them stronger and one of them weaker. Right, and so he doesn't necessarily. Yeah, and you can probably argue that he goes more on the side of the one who can eat and the one who can drink because his he understands a little bit better the grace of God and what what category to put those things in. But there are still, but he still does talk about it when we were discussing this in prep, Brian. You know, my my mind ran to a place like. Uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Right. Uh, and, it, and it gives these categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, We urge you, brothers, admonish the idle. Okay, so encourage. Now here's more to it. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Mm. And then he says this, Be patient with them all. Or some texts say, be patient with everyone, I think, which is really a better... I, I like that because whatever else you are, you say, well, I may not be faint-hearted, I may not be weak, I may not be idle, but you still need somebody still needs to be patient with you. Yes. You need to be patient with everybody. But here are specific categories in the church of people that you need to minister to. And then my mind also went over to Hebrews chapter 12, you know, therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees 
and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. And it's just a recognition that there are, there are people who uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, physically yeah. are, uh, spiritually, socially, they're weak and, and they're, they're awkward and they're hard and they are going to require an inordinate amount of your time. And I, I do think this is a tendency we've had as pastors. I, I, I just had to rebuke my own self years ago. And this is like 20-some years ago in an elders meeting that I was, I was complaining about you know, needy sheep or like, and I said something like, you know, sarcastically to myself to rebuke myself. Well, you mean like those that need a shepherd? And it's like, it's like right. a physician complaining about sick people. Everybody that comes to me is sick, you know, well, you should right. be a doctor. Right. Yeah. Or I remember my brother, one of my brothers years ago, and I, you know, gave him a little rebuke for it, but he was working at a Wendy's and his job was to, you know, bust tables and he was angry that there was that they were the tables are dirty. People are slobs. I said, well, they didn't have a slob. You wouldn't have a job. <laughs> it's because people are slobs that you have a job. Be thankful. That's why you have it. And, and if there weren't needy people, I mean, we almost like we want to like spend all our time with healthy sheep, uh-huh. where our conversations can be easy and pleasant, and we talk about matters where there's already agreement, or they come hungry to learn, and they. Oh, grateful for the book you've given, and they appreciate your sermon. Oh, yeah, love those conversations are fabulous. Can I just say, I, I, I want to just pause a minute. That's maybe one of the best illustrations about this conversation. I think I've, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say it like that, but it's really true. The doctor who complains that everybody comes to him who is sick <laughs> is is very similar to the pastor that complains that these sheep are weak and broken and need a shepherd uh, right. is, is very is a is a very powerful yeah. image right why are they looking to me for direction uh cuz you're a shepherd but uh, why are they looking to you for some food and for some protection because they're sheep you know and and that is part of the nature of the relationship and that's what you're that's the point you're making right. is that and, that we're responsible to care for all the sheep and there are some people who uh, so let's move to all right let's define it in our church then okay because we can read i think first thessalonians 5 is the most helpful verse to help us realize these categories yeah but what who are these people in our church and since we're talking to pastors you're probably already thinking about maybe some who fall into this category but let's throw a couple of just kind of let, let's throw a couple parameters up to yeah. help define so, this. So I, I'd want to draw a distinction between the ornery person who takes up a lot of your time they're contentious and they're always wanting to argue. They're always wanting to nitpick. They're weak in a way, but they but they don't they don't, know they don't recognize they don't they're know weak. It. They think they're strong. They think they're better than everybody else. That can be a wearying taxation on your time. And I think then you, you need to really minimize that. To, to go to the other side of it, then I I find that there's others who fall into this category, who are just who who just seem to always be surviving in life. They they don't they seem to always be overwhelmed with life. They it's almost like we all walk with a limp in this world because we're in a fallen world. And we're sinners. There are some people who walk with just a bigger limp, and right? It's, and it's a and it's something that makes just all of life harder. There's maybe more melancholy. 
easily discouraged. Right, I, I exactly. think that's what's brilliant about what Paul writes in First Thessalonians. He says, "Encourage the faint-hearted. Right. Help the weak." Like the, that's this this category in the right. church. They're going to be that, there. It's right. not like they're less. They're not lesser people or human beings. Is whatever it is, whether it's the 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 pain and the the experiences of life have just been really hard. It may be a disposition they have, but for whatever reason, there are people prone to a faint-heartedness that then we need to give special time to. But what we want to talk about this, reason why we want to talk about this is these are people, like you said, who typically have end up taking more of our time, are more yeah. demanding, and we actually don't see as much growth with them right. as we would hope to see. Right. And I think, Brian, some an important thing to remember is that very often, I mean, these are the very people that are going to be they're attracted to Christ in the first place. You know, those who are well have Certainly. no need of a physician, but those who are sick. That's right. You come to me, you who are weary. Come to me, you who are heavy laden. Mm. Uh, if you're thirsty, if you're hungry, if you're needy, uh, you know, th- those are the categories. And 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 what can again happen? And I think because you know we we want it, we're protective of our time. You want to study. You want to give your brain a break, and oh, there's they're calling again, or they're texting again, and you're tempted to roll your eyes. I think, uh, boy, you want to have your conscience helped and bound in a right sense. Ezekiel 34, the prophecy against the false shepherds, and you know he talks to them and he says things like, um, verse four, 34, four, the weak you have not strengthened. The sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. They became food for the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered and wandered over the mountains. Anyway, yeah. go on with that. If there are people you think to yourself, and this is so many different categories come in here, but somebody's starting to stray. And maybe because they're a pain in the patootie, you don't want to go out. You're almost like, oh, good, I'm going to go to Brian's church now. Yeah, thanks. I don't have to deal with them anymore. <laughs> well, I, I do actually have I have your address printed out on cards. I give to, it's a, it's I a give card. To, in, I give to disgruntled people. <laughs> hey, a, you might want to check out Arbindale. It's a card in the bulletin. Have you ever thought about Brian Croft? <laughs> He's got more time than me, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, if, if you find yourself eyes rolling, sighing deeply, because they need you know, because they need you, and yeah, yeah, and you know the ones who are going to need you the most are those who are weakest and yeah. those who are struggling. <clears throat> they're struggling with assurance. They're, they're they don't feel like they fit in. They're lonelier. Uh, other folks have a hard sometimes maybe have a hard time with them because they you know they they are they they're just they're 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 difficult and taxing. It, but it, they're the very people that need to be embraced by the church and shepherded by pastors. Yeah, and pastors listening to this, you need to be aware of this conversation and what Jim just described and how the other people uh, this that are not maybe showing themselves to be as faint-hearted and weak, that we will be drawn to them because of what we gain from them. Right. And you need to be aware of how much that maybe drives who you spend time with. Right. Because a lot of times... Think of the people in your church who are just, it's just harder. It's harder work. It's more exhausting to care for some people than others. That's the reality of pastoral right. ministry. So let's, Jim, let's turn to now. So how do we practically do this? We're recognizing there are some people that just are, are, are have a more difficult life. Uh, they don't respond as 
uh, as positively or as clearly to either truth or care or, yeah. or challenge or mentoring or whatever it is. So let's think about how we do this. Uh, the first thing I want to throw out is if you're listening to this and you there are people in your church that you would tell that you would say to others, I'm the only one they'll talk to, so mm. I have to go and take care of them. Right. Then you're you're in a really dangerous place to think you're the only one. Right. I get why you think that, and I get why you say that. I've said it, and Jim has said it. Right. But the reality is, is that that's what will exhaust us to an unhelpful right. place right. when we're trying to care for for this particular group of people in the church. So the first thing I would encourage you is you have to include others in caring for exactly. this group in the right. in, in the church. Something so else practical. That was the first yeah, that was, was the first thing that okay. I was going to say is is uh you you may you know, you need to be wise cuz some of these people will take up as much time as as you can can. There's there's a a man I I met with years ago I think he probably would have considered himself much stronger. I viewed him as weaker. He wasn't even a, he wasn't actually a member of the church, but he he was happy to take as much time as I would give. So I would if we met for breakfast, I learned this because we met for breakfast once and started at seven thirty, and he you know at at twelve he was still going strong. And I realized, all right, if I'm going to have a meeting with him, I need to have a 10 o'clock, you know, or something. Yeah. I need to have another meeting. And I didn't mean that cruelly or selfishly, but I just realized that some of this could go. It's just like putting some things is putting it is putting a little bit into, a, a, a you know, the pocket with a hole in it. Uh, or you're talking a bit into a deaf ear. And you need you need to know that. And so I think you need to be hopeful but also realistic with your expectations good that this person you know yeah the word of god is powerful this is a very weak person and you know this is going to take longer and and so that whole issue of patience comes in yeah and it's here a little there a little line upon line precept upon precept that's right uh it's building relational collateral with them it's allowing yourself to then to be able to eventually say perhaps some harder things um i have a little phrase i use every once in a while you know this old phrase you, you hate to kick a guy when you're down and i say and i'll say that to somebody you know it says you know you hate to kick a guy when you're down so but you're always down and frankly you need to be kicked so you know and i say it with tongue in cheek and, and i don't literally mean yeah. i don't literally kick and i don't literally I think do we're that. with you i hope you understand that and jim sebastio on twitter jim sebastio kicks people that are down it's going it's going out as soon as it's we finish go this, out. just tweet, so you know tweet. he yeah. said it he said it. he's guilty i, I was there he let the mob take him down i think it's good that you brought up patience because that's another really important piece to this and to your point and i want to acknowledge this there are people in our church that if after after sunday like it's you know it's 12 30 they could know my family sitting at the restaurant waiting for me mm -hmm. and they would still stand there and talk to me for two hours if i let right, them right and it's not intentional like right. they're just they just wanting care right they and, don't, and they we, don't understand we want to acknowledge don't, that right. i think again that's why I, I would say i know you brought up the more contentious person and i think that that includes that can this. be right that can be part i of would it, say though the, this category right of, of of the the again the 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 weaker uh the faint hearted in our church that paul's talking about in first thessalonians that these are people who um in many ways are, are just longing for care probably not as aware of maybe how long they're talking or that they that they're wanting to talk about the same thing with you over right. and over again but 
that's where patience and compassion needs to come in. This is where if you're a pastor listening to this, you know those are the people that it's tempting to get impatient with. And I want to encourage us to just realize that God's the one that has to bring the change. We have to be faithful to just love and care and meet people where they are. And I think that's really the key to to caring for this particular group uh, in the church. So, Jim, any final thought on this? Yeah, I do. I, well, yes, maybe this is just an additional thought to this. Uh, some of the folks that are weakest are, you know, there's some of them are very obviously needy. They wear their need. They wear their oddness on their sleeve or their desperation. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I think we also have to say there are other people that are going to be very much in the background and would not, they're so weak they wouldn't speak. And, yeah, and we but need, you don't we, know their, yeah, yeah, and, you don't know and that. we need to, to strive to get to know, or the elders need to try to know, you know, we, we need to know the state of our flock. And so we, we need to try to, you know, maybe those are the ones that we need to try to build the bridge to. Others are constantly trying to get over the bridge with us. Mm. And we need some patience and we need some care and, and categorize how we how we we meet that how we meet them others are uh, quiet in their weakness mm. and how do we build a bridge relationally to them to be able to come alongside and and feed them and sh- and, and shepherd them i'm, I'm their, really glad region. you brought up that jim because i think you're exactly right we've spent most of this podcast talking about those who maybe would seem to demand more of our more right, of our time right, that we right. have to that we have to be mindful of and and yet there are those that don't demand any of our time right. and who are falling into this category, who need us they fall to fall under the cracks. They're falling in the cracks. And we need right. to pursue the, them. Yeah. Yep. And yep. That's, so that's, a, that's a great word. Yeah. So, Jim, will you, will you pray that pastors – so what we've established is this requires patience. It requires the help of others. But it also requires, I think, a ton of discernment. Yeah, and and so will you pray for pastors and that a ton they would, of mercy, right? th- that they would have the discernment, yep. and the patience and mercy yes. to yeah. care well for these people in yeah. their flock. Let's do. Our Father in heaven, thank you that you love the the weak and the broken, and you bind up the broken. And Father, uh, if you're saving folks like that, then they're going to be uh, the people that we minister to by and large. And we do pray, Father, for discernment uh, when we need to. Uh, give much time when we need to uh, tell somebody to, that we need to move on right now. Father, we pray for that patience, that discernment, and again, Father, a heart of mercy to when we are tempted to roll our eyes. Oh, Father, how easily you could dismiss us and, and destroy us with a word for our unfaithfulness. Our Father, we do pray that you would, uh, that the mercy shown to us would be uh, shown to others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.